This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash 90 opie. Use the code 90 opie to get $90 off, including free shipping. Welcome to my little live stream in the glass box studio, 500 feet above New York City, overlooking the Hudson River and uh, the view uh, today is downtown. We're looking downtown. Got doggy to my right here, licking my uh, my foot, <clears throat> getting a little nutrition, I guess. He probably uh, tastes all the salt on my, on my feet from my lovely bike ride uh, yesterday afternoon. Let's see, who do we got? We got to give Carl Bateman on the YouTube first in the live stream. Welcome, Carl Bateman. How are you, man? How are you? Uh, good morning, kid. Vinny Castiglione. Much love from Scotland. Michael Sands. All right. No sunglasses today. Um, the allergies are a little better, man. I still want to itch my eyes out of my head. Steve Marvin just got up waking, baking. Uh, Steve Marvin, you also made the latest episode of the OP Radio podcast. I just, uh, I just popped your name in. Let's see, because uh, we were talking about Biden and Trump. I said the one thing about Trump not being a uh, uh, being our president anymore is the fact that we don't have to watch cable news 24 hours a day anymore. And I'm, I'm very happy about that. And you said something like, yeah, but no one's watching Biden. <laughs> Plenty of people are watching Biden. I'm just not watching Biden, thank God. I'm moving on with my fucking life. That's the one good thing that uh, came out of uh Trump leaving office. I can move on with my fucking life. I, I leave this building, or if I walk the beach at the ocean, I don't have to hear Trump this, Trump that. I hate fucking Trump. Well, I love fucking Trump. Enough already. Butters, what's going on? You're up. This is, that's cool. Gonna run out and grab coffee and breakfast. Well, good for you, buddy. Hello, Opie, world warrior and defender of what is right. I try to tell the truth. Rich Craft, good morning. Getting ready for a nice French vanilla coffee and your live stream. Cheers. Wayne Boo Atkins, how are you, buddy? Just sitting here and hating the pollen. You got the pollen shit too, right? It's This is one of the worst years I can remember. It never went away. I It started right before my son's birthday um, over a week ago. I think I'm like nine or ten days in. You can hear the congestion. I just want to clear my throat. I just want to sneeze. I, I, I guess I'll just take another shower to try to knock the pollen off me. It's just a nightmare. And I've tried everything. Now I've thrown some Flonase into the routine. So now I got Claritin, Allegra, uh, Sudafed, uh, Afrin when it gets really bad. But that shit's addicting, obviously. And now I'm uh, and now I'm doing Flonase, but I, I don't I don't know when I'm supposed to uh, take uh, all this stuff. So I just willy nilly go. Ah, I'll just try this. It's ridiculous. Obi Wan Kenobi uh, finally looks like a Jedi. You know that that's what Weeze calls me. He calls me Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'm in Orlando right now, not doing Disney. Fuck that. Universal all the way. I gotta tell you so. 
you know all those like virtual reality rides in uh well universal certainly has a lot of them and disney certainly has their share we got the oculus quest 2 or the oculus 2 quest whatever the fuck it's called the vr on this thing is so amazing and i'm thinking to myself we flew all the way down to florida to do some of these vr rides and uh you can now do it in your living room and i swear to god it's 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 comparable and, and in some ways in some cases it might be even better the one ride at uh where was it was it universal yeah i think it was uh no it wasn't universal it was disney okay soaring is one of my favorite disney rides when when i when i went down there twice we made sure we did it and uh they have stuff very very similar on the oculus i'm like god we paid really good money and waited online for like a couple hours because we didn't have a fast pass for that one just to do soaring and, and now i'm thinking oh my god you could just do it in your living room and then my son he came up with a uh i think a brilliant idea and i don't know maybe it's even happening but disney should offer some kind of package where you could do every single one of their rides uh as a vr experience through the oculus or whatever vr uh, headgear you got uh, I think that would be amazing. I think so many people would check that out. Even the boring who gives a fuck rides like uh, Pirates of the uh, Caribbean and whatnot. But because of the, the immersion of the whole thing would be absolutely, absolutely amazing. And you could spend the day in Disney just doing all the rides through your through your Oculus uh, headset. Uh, hey, Ope, one of these days you should pop on that Coca-Cola shirt, climb onto a ladder, and just stay there until you get enough donations. LOL, guy incognito. <laughs> there's no wait are you referencing are you referencing something i i haven't thought of in fuck who knows 20 years so when i lived in rochester i did um a lot of charity work with the mda muscular dystrophy association and i did the um i did the local telethon uh i think twice and I was I was very much involved. I was like a I was like a big brother to a couple of the kids, and they would come in and check out my radio show from time to time. We would we would uh, throw picnics at as a radio station with all the families and the kids. And I really got I really got close with a um, a couple families up there, and I I really enjoyed the work. And uh, one of the things was um, they they did a local telethon, and I had to be in a tux, even though I was making how much money was I making? I was making less than 10,000 a year in Rochester, I believe. Uh, I was I was scraping, man. I was I was literally collecting cans so I could eat as I was learning the craft of radio. And uh, <laughs> so they they wanted me on the the MDA telethon for for uh, Channel 8 was the local TV station. They did this whole thing to raise money. And one of the gags I didn't come up with this, but I was so desperate for any kind of attention, especially on TV, as I'm trying to make a name for myself. I said, I'll fucking do it. So they got a huge ladder. I'm so, I can't, I do this to myself, by the way. I do this to myself because now this will become a, a thing. So um, they said, we got this ladder in studio. It's about 10, 12 feet high. Why don't you go to the top of the ladder and then announce you're not coming down until we hit our number? And I actually did that and why i had the whole studio audience like just and the crew whatever just you know uh cheering me on as i whoa i i i stayed at the top of the ladder until they got enough donations for the uh muscular dystrophy association just one question dude 
That's never good. Opie, just one question, dude. Did I get to meet Jerry uh, Lewis? No. Then I heard, I don't know if it's true, that a lot of these charities that you donate to, you, you really should look up their ratings and stuff because you want to find out how much of your donation, how much of your money is actually going to the cause. And it was told to me, I don't know if this is true, and certainly you got to Google and you can look it up for yourself, that MDA back in the day, a lot of money uh, did not end up going to the cause because they had uh, a lot of expenses. You give Disney like $1,000 per person when you go there, they'd rather you go there. Oh, the, instead of the VR, you know that the parks are going to be packed no matter what. And then it's, then it's an extra revenue stream, I think. Put all the rides on Oculus. Have people pay whatever would be $100 for the app, and then you get to, you know, tool around Disney and do all the rides. I think that would be amazing. I think it would be a huge hit for for, for uh, Disney. Maybe make it where you can only have uh, – you can only rent the experience for, you know, 48 hours or something. Oh, okay. The one question is a bad question. I'm just going to cut my losses and block the guy. Ladder boy. Yes. See, now it's going to start. You should totally find that girl that got you to do that promo with, what, the Coke commercial? I just talked so badly about her on a recent episode of the live stream and uh, and and podcast, and now I feel bad. But what are the odds that she actually, uh, you know, <laughs> that she actually heard it? Um, but my, my buddy promised me that I could be in a Coke commercial with hot models, and then, you know, she showed up. I mean, she, uh, she, uh, she kind of looked like uh, a pear. She was pear shaped. Not that I was a, a big looker myself. I guess I was. I guess I was also technically a model for that commercial. Oh my my, my feet! Why are you guys doing this to me? <laughs> Mike Mike McPhee is referencing the uh, the time that I ran up and uh, climbed an apple tree and wouldn't come down because. That was the day we saw the film at Washington Drive School, the sex ed film, where also we all went into the the gym. And as we were going to, into the gym, they were separating the 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 boys from the girls. And I'm like, uh oh. And then they had the big partition in the middle of the gym to separate the the boys from the girls. And then they had all these chairs set up and a little screen set up, and they showed us the film about our bodies changing. And how we're going to notice hair growing and all this horse shit. It was the sex ed uh, video. And back then, they let it fly, man, because we didn't, we didn't come up in a PC culture. We didn't come up in a cancel culture world. So they just let it go. Oh, my goodness. And then at the end of the film, teacher gets up in front of the gym and basically says, we told your parents that we're, that we're showing this film today. So if you have any questions, uh, your parents are prepared to answer your questions. Okay, you're dismissed. End of the school day. I ran home uh, because I went to school at the top of the hill from where we lived in Centerport. I ran all the way home. I went into the house. My parents said, Greg, how is school today? And I saw the look in their eyes. They were waiting for me to ask some sex questions. I said, fuck this. Ran outside, climbed to the top of an apple tree, and I sat there. And then my dad uh, begrudgingly came out. And then he, uh, <laughs> he he basically said, come on down. It'll be okay. And then he sat me down on the couch. And then he started talking about my mom's tits. I'm like, oh, my God. 
Clean this crap up. I know that's one way of saying brass, but it's it's my mom's. And then we uh, we worked through it, but uh, it was uh, it was very very uncomfortable for all. It was so weird going into a store without a mask yesterday. Eric Cook says, "Well, that's the weird thing because now I think there was a whole list of um, um, chains chain stores that said you don't have to wear a mask anymore." And I think it was like Walmart and Target, and uh, I'm trying to remember all the other ones. But then I'm thinking like. They're basically saying if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside, and now you can go to a lot of these establishments without a mask on. But who the fuck, how the fuck do we know if you uh, are vaccinated or not? And it is weird because now you're looking at people that might not have gotten the same word as you or the same news, and and you know they're looking at you like, why are you not wearing a mask? And then what, you got to explain that you got, you know, both shots and that the, the CDC is basically saying you could do this? Yeah, it is really, really weird, Eric. But I, I said it just because of these allergies. I've, I've kept the mask on when I'm uh, outside just to keep the pollen out of my fucking lungs. I did a, a, a loop in Central Park yesterday on my bike, and I had a mask on, which was not fun to breathe through. But it was the only way I could still try to exercise uh, with these dumb spring allergies. Oh, shit. I forgot. I almost forgot. So yesterday I was in Central Park doing my loop. And for the locals out there, they got a great track, a great track in Central Park. There's no cars on it anymore for the most part. Uh, they fought that for years and years, and now it's uh, it's just a giant, wide-open road, and it's, it's bikers, it's runners, a lot of electric scooters, a lot of electric uh, mopeds, and the electric scooters are getting out of hand. Mine only goes about 17 miles an hour, which is perfect to um, drop the kids off at school every morning. But these guys at Central Park, they're on electric scooters that are going like 30 miles an hour, maybe even 40 miles an hour. They got legit motorcycle helmets on now, and uh, they're really, really aggressive in, in Central Park. But anyway, I'm uh, riding my bike yesterday, and uh, you got to know this loop. So when you get all the way to the north end of Central Park, it's a, um, it's a very, not a very, but a decent steep-turned S-shaped um, uh, hill on the back end of um, uh, Central Park in Harlem. And you usually, you know, if you know what you're doing, you, you fucking fly down that hill. It's, it's, a, it's a decent, decent ride on the bike. It's really nice. And you get a little rest, a little respite before the other side of it, which is a giant hill. That's where you get your entire workout if you do the, the loops in Central Park. So I just started going down the S-shaped hill, and all of a sudden I hear behind me a massive crash into the guardrail. And I'm like, oh, my God, that wasn't good. And then I heard everyone go, oh, my God. Like, they're just reacting immediately. And uh, the crash was right behind me. And I, I kept going down the hill. I go, I better fucking stop. So then I stop and I turn back around to where the crash was. And you got this couple just laying uh, in the road. And I was thinking of Carl yesterday. I just thought to myself, and I kind of laughed. I went, he did. He did. Because it didn't look good at all. And everyone ran up to the, the couple. And uh, I, I certainly ran up to check it out uh, as well and helped them get up and helped them get their motor. motor uh, it looked like a moped, electric moped up. And I go, oh, my God. And now they're starting to move. And it looks like they're going to be okay. It looks like we don't need to call the EMTs or anything like that. And uh, I go, what the hell happened? He goes, man, the brake just never, you know, it never broke. I was, I was hitting the brake and I was still going full speed and uh, 
I went right into the guardrail. I'm like, holy shit. And then he pulls the side of his pants down. He's got a giant road rash on the side of his uh, hip. And uh, the girl was uh, the girl was more than fine. And then I go, well, uh, you know, before you continue, you might want to look at that front wheel. And there was like uh, string wrapped around the wheel. I'm like, maybe that's why you you couldn't break. He goes, oh my god, thanks for you know, uh, you know, uh, checking that out and uh, seeing that. Uh, and then he took care of it. And then, uh, you know, everyone went on their merry way. And that's the same hill, by the way, that Bono bought it in Central Park when he was biking. Uh, he had a horrible bike accident, and uh, the person that helped him was a huge U2 fan, and <laughs> and he's in the middle of the street after his bike accident. This is how I heard it go down by by some people that might have been there that might have uh, you know taken care of the situation, let's say. And uh, Bono's like uh, laid out on the on the road. His bike is a fucking mess. It was a pretty significant crash, and uh, the the first person that came to help him. Uh, the person goes, oh my God, you're Bono from U2. And he's basically like, call the cops. Cause he was really fucking hurt. He didn't give a shit that he was being recognized by a super fan, but that was the same hill as the, as this moped accident yesterday. It was, uh, I've done that same hill with, um, not even, not even putting my hands on the damn ha handlebars, but, uh, maybe, maybe I should play it a little safer. I don't know. Steve Puma. I used to roll a rollerblade around central park isn't it wasn't it the best the rollerbladers have pretty much completely gone away but when i first moved to new york i was really into my inline skates you know if you're uh if you're more than just a casual user you call them inline skates <laughs> but you're still gonna get the the jokes and um we were pretty fucking hardcore back in the day. There were a lot of inline skaters in, in Central Park, but uh, for whatever reason, uh, most of that went away. I guess the trend's gone or whatever, but we used to get uh, really fucking going on those, and it was, a, it was a great workout, especially on that back hill. But uh, there you go, Steve. A little memory for yourself. All right, time to talk about Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash 90OP. Use the code 90OP to get $90 off, including free shipping. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. I love this company. Enjoy clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. You know what the meal kits are all about, right? Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. And Green Chef makes eating, well, easy. And affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier. There's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. So basically, you sign up, you pick some meals you want to try out and check out. The cooking's very, very easy. It's very convenient. You don't have to run around uh, the supermarket going, where is the paprika? They give you everything you need. And it's, uh, I dare I say, it's fun, too. I really, really enjoy Green Chef. And uh, don't take my word for it. This is what you need to do. Go to greenchef.com slash 90OP. Use the code 90OP to get $90 off, including free shipping. Once again, that's go to greenchef.com slash 90OP. It's the number 90, by the way. Greenchef.com slash 90OP. Use the code 90OP to get 90% off, including free shipping. And I'll give you all those details in the description of this episode, okay? 
Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Brandon Dice. Who gives a shit? Just go out without a mask, no vaccine, no cold medicine, no nothing. Oh, dude, I wish I was as brave as you. I'll, I'll be honest, though. With this whole the, with the whole coronavirus thing, I've said this many, many times. It's my dumb speech. We all leave our houses with our dumb speeches, things we know we're just going to say when a topic pops up. But um, I'm an older guy now. I'm in my 50s. Um, if I was like 20 years younger, without a young family, not married, uh, probably not the coolest thing to say today. But I probably myself wouldn't have uh, taken the, the whole thing as seriously as I did. But that's just me. That's just me. But being older and, and all these other things with the young family and stuff, I was, I, I was very, very nervous and scared of the whole thing. And I'm, and I'm glad I, I, I played it as safe as I did. You know, it's all, it's all your perspective. You know, it, it also depends where you live. There are people that live where there's not a lot of people around. So they weren't as nervous about this whole thing as people that lived in these uh, big cities like New York City. You know, you can't walk around New York City without pretty much bumping into people. So when there's a pandemic going on, of course, you're going to find a lot more paranoid people in a city like New York than maybe someone that lives in the middle of nowhere. So it is absolutely about perspective as well. Daniel Bean, I'm guessing bars, clubs will ask for your vaccination card in addition to your ID. Super easy to forge, though, right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be trusting of my fellow human beings, that's for sure. No mask when I ride. F that. Uh, you can't breathe with them on when you're working out. Yeah, I mean, I was pulling it down from time to time when I was doing my bike ride, but it's more because these damn spring seasonal allergies, they knocked me out for the whole month of May. The whole month, like, I try to work out. I try to stay in shape. I try to eat right. Um, I say try because it's always a challenge, right? And then uh, I do well in my workouts, and then May hits, and then I get that first sneeze and the first itch. I mean, I'm not even outside, and I just want to itch my eyes all morning long. And then I'm down for the count until almost June, so I have to, like, take a month off from working out because I, I, I physically can't breathe properly. Oh, wow, look at you, man. We got one of these, man. <laughs> it's all right. If it works for you, what? who am I to say if it works for you? And I'm a F the government guy, to be honest with you. I really am. I'm F the government guy, but I was following um, I was following the mass thing and the I was following the pandemic thing, just listening to as many scientists as I could. And I would go to the CDC, uh, the CDC site a lot. The last person I wanted to listen to was a dumb politician. Well, Fauci's a politician, oop. Fauci wasn't the only scientist I, I was uh, reading up on and getting info from. Those scooters are dangerous if you fall off them. Uh, what, the electric scooters? Oh, yeah, man. They're crazy. I... I got uh, I got hit by a car once on my electric scooter. Now that sounds dramatic, but it was more of a bump. And yeah, my uh, my son might have been on it as well because we were at um, a crosswalk and it was our turn to go. And I looked to my right. It looked like the guy uh, was at a full stop and saw us. And I went, and the guy just took off and bumped right into us. I'm like, oh my god, no one was hurt. So you know, saying hit by a car is pretty dramatic. We were bumped by a car. Let's let's keep it honest. But the one thing with the electric scooters, 
that I had to learn quickly was that dogs hate them. Dogs think it's some kind of thing to play with, something to chase and try to bite. So uh, I was taking my, once again, my son to school on the electric scooter. He gets on the front, I'm on the back, and, uh, you know, he wears a helmet, and I don't because I come from uh, a time where helmets were non-existent. I should get a helmet, though. Um, and so we're flying through the park, getting him to school. Everything's all nice. And then a dog jumped up and bit me through my really thick jeans and left a pretty significant bite slash bruise. It, it bruised up immediately. It was my upper thigh. And I was just so glad that the dog didn't bite my uh, my son because he was scared of dogs at that point until we got doggy. And uh, I learned the hard way that the fucking dogs love these electric scooters. Uh, I had absolutely no idea about that. And then, of course, I jump off the electric scooter. I want to raise holy hell because this guy's dog bit me. And then I realized as I was like trying to figure out how to get my anger out, we all do this. Uh, for a split second there, I thought, I'm like, hey, dummy, it's your fault. You had no, no idea that these dogs hate the electric scooters. And you rode right by them. So to the dog, he thought it, you know, he was being threatened and he jumped up and bit you. So then I had to begrudgingly uh, you know, take off on our electric scooter knowing that. It really, in the end, was my fault. But, you know, we learned the, the hard way. I did ask the guy if his dog got all its shots. So, Oh, nice. Jason Har with the first shot yesterday. Now, this is a joke. You got you to gotta say this is a joke ahead of time. Because, uh, you know, uh, some of these social media uh, outlets that I live stream to, they, uh, they take this stuff very seriously. But now you got a lot of incentives out there to get vaccinated. My thought is hold out for something good. I saw one on TV today where they're like, while you're getting your cup of coffee, they're going to offer you uh, to get vaccinated. And then they're going to give you like a cup of coffee or something. I'm like, hold out for something better than a cup of coffee. If your area is giving you some uh, incentives to get vaccinated, that's a joke. I think everyone should get vaccinated immediately, no matter what, obviously. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that, Tim McConnell. As of yesterday, the parks in Orlando don't require masks outside, only inside and in line for rides. A lot still uh, wore them. I think SeaWorld requires proof of vaccination. Disney and Universal does not. Look, man, if you want to go down to Disney or Universal or SeaWorld and walk around and get crowded in like a herd of cattle with your fellow human beings, God bless you. But well, that scares the crap out of me still. I, I will not be doing that uh, anytime soon. And it's a bummer because my kids want to do another trip to Disney. And I know they're kind of getting up there where uh, one, more, one, more, one more Disney trip is all I got in us before they're too old to give a shit. So we're trying to figure that out. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe by the fall. <laughs> this guy. All right. <laughs> Thanks, leftists, for taking the uh, the Murner vaccine with unknown long-term effects so we don't have to. Man, you're one of those mans. <laughs> what do you – do you know anything about the the, Mur, the Murner – God, the Murner vaccines and how they've been developing those for a very, very long time? They didn't just throw this vaccine at us. They didn't know exactly what the COVID was about, so they had to kind of, you know, figure that part of it out. But they were working on the murder vaccines for a long time. Talk to a doctor. Just talk to one doctor. You must have a doctor in your life. Dr. Steve will, uh, will educate you on this. 
Um, I got a few doctors in my family. Well, one doctor in my family in particular and friends that are doctors. And they all have said this is incredibly safe, that they've been working on this whole thing for many, many years. And then they incorporated it uh, to, to, uh, to be effective with, this, with the COVID thing. That's, that's my, uh, my, my uh, knowledge on it. I hope I got it right. But it's, this wasn't a willy-nilly thing. Man, you're one of those guys. You listen to politicians. Listen to your scientists and your doctors. Oh, don't listen to your dumb politicians. And I don't even care if you're on the left or the right. Uh, you know, none of us should be listening to those, those idiots. Oh, please, dude. And, and the funny part about it is that guys like this, and I don't know you, so fair enough, but, but you seem more or less anonymous in general here. Uh, guys like you, as you're like tweeting this type of stuff, you're smoking your non-filter cigarettes and drinking your bourbon and eating your horseshit greasy fucking barbecue and eating all this processed food, which is all way worse than this dumb vaccine that we're, we're all taking. Uh, all right, look, I'll give you one more shot. LOL, it's very recent, you goof. I can't compete with being called a goof, so I guess you won the uh, the debate, sir. Congratulations, you won the debate by calling me a goof. I find when people name call, it means they've run out of uh, facts on the topic at hand, but that's just me. I don't know. Oh, you're just a hater. All right, I got to get rid of this guy. I had to get rid of him. He's just a hater because now he's, he's moving on to other shit. There's a lot of people out there that are very, very obsessed with me and watch these dumb live streams. I... I don't know. I mean, we, we just have a, a good time doing it, and that's that. But uh, we just picked off another guy that's literally obsessed. He was using the vaccine thing to squeeze his way in, and then he was moving on to all the other horseshit hater garbage. So he's he's gone. Bye-bye. Uh, miss you on radio. Any chance you're coming back? There's there's nowhere to go, my friend. There's absolutely nowhere to go. Um, my agents... Uh, They've looked at all possibilities. There was some interest. I've, I've talked about the interest over the last year. But there was literally no money in it. I mean, there was more money than what I'm making with these live streams. Every once in a while, people give me a few bucks, and I appreciate that. And it certainly motivates me to uh, continue doing this. And I guess that's that's bad that I actually make money doing this, which is insane. But that's just another uh, hater talking point. But... Um, there's no real money in regular radio that is worth me going back and dealing with all that fucking stress again. Um, unfortunately, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I think podcasting, I think because everyone's starting a podcast. I mean, literally everyone, um, half the ONA fan base, they now have podcasts, not half, but a lot of them. I think, I think it's going to be uh, diluted to the point that podcasting is going to kind of, um, implode i think and then uh, i don't know I, I i think what my gut says live streaming is where it's at i need a little more bells and whistles but i think live streaming is where it's at um and make it easier and easier for people to check this out in their cars and stuff uh but we're getting there ma'am i mean my numbers have been slowly but surely growing over the last couple of months which is kind of fun to see fucking losers coming in here being negative they're they're they're, they're trying to stick up for Anthony. I mean, it's it's very obvious. At this point, um, I would say the majority, the overwhelming majority of my hate comes from Anthony's fan base, which I, I, I cannot stress how ridiculous that is. 
Wait, Pat Duffy, I uh, just want to let everybody know the wife and I are taking the Venmo money from my birthday show and going out today to celebrate 10 years together. So thanks again. Much appreciated. Yeah, so my dog, uh, he's just laying there. He, he needs to go to the dog park, and he needs to sniff some heinies and lick some pee-pees. I noticed that not a lot of female dogs go to this dog park for whatever reason. I don't know what that's about. Maybe, like, people that own a female dog, they just know that, uh, you know, there's a whole Me Too thing happening at the dog park. <laughs> I don't know. But the weird thing with owning a dog, like, it happened last night. Last walk of the of the day, I, I take them out. It's pretty dark out. You run into some other dogs, and they sniff each other's heinies and lick each other's private parts. And it's so weird because you don't know the people, and you're looking at each other like this is normal behavior. And then this couple, after after these two dogs, my dog and their dog, just went at it, licking each other's penises, sniffing their butts, and pretty much urinating on each other because they're just out of their minds. And then we separate the two dogs, and the couple looks at me and goes, thank you for that. I'm like, for that? That, that was like that, It was so awkward. Thank you for that? I'm trying to avoid the ONA stuff, to be honest. It's enough. And like I said the other day, like I dip in, and then I got to dip out because I, I don't want to focus my whole um, live streams and my podcast on, on the whole uh, ONA bullshit that happens. Oh, you're you're Vivek. You're gonna be uh, all right. You're going to Disney. Good, good for you. I guess they're changing the names of the rides. I guess people are triggered by by Disney rides that were there for since the beginning. Since what the the sixties? When did Disney start? The late fifties, early sixties, and now people are bothered with that now too. If you're bothered, just don't go. Your dog just went to the dog park for the first time. It is it is really weird. Then you got these assholes. Well, they're not assholes because, well, let me explain. I'll sit on a bench and the doggy will run around and he'll pee and piss and, uh, you know, play with all the other dogs. And the one thing when you're in a dog park, this, this place is like really clean. You can almost eat off the ground. It's ridiculous how clean it is. It's some kind of like, like kitty litter type of material is the only way I could explain it. So when you leave the dog park, your, your dog's paws aren't dirty and muddy and, and ruining your apartment when you come back uh, inside. But so I'll sit on a, a bench. And the one thing when you go to a, a dog park, the rules are they can pee wherever the fuck they want. There's nothing they can do about that. But as soon as your dog poops, you better get up immediately and, uh, you know, get that in a bag before another dog steps in it and gets stinky foot. Right. So uh, I, but I'm also looking at my phone because I'm kind of bored. And I saw that my dog pooed the one time, and I'm thinking, I think he's good, you know, for the rest of the time I'm here. But you're still looking up from your phone, making sure. Man, this guy comes up to me and goes, excuse me, is that your dog? He's all mad. I go, yeah, why? He goes, he pooed over there. Can he go pick it up? I mean, and I'm telling you, by the time I looked down at my phone, looked back up and looked down again, my, I, my dog was out of my sight for maybe a minute or two. And the guy was that quick to get on my ass to, to pick up uh, the poop. And then I wanted to, like, fight the guy <laughs> like we all wanted to or just carry on and just be an asshole to the guy. And then I realized, like, if it was his dog that did that exact thing and I have seen that, I would have been getting up to make sure, you know, that guy cleaned up his dog poo. Oh, it's just amazing at the dog park. I'm learning the whole thing. 
Opie start ONA, smart man, if you ask me, Robert uh, Reyes. Yeah, man, I uh, I did start the ONA thing. And, I, and then I ended up hiring all the, pretty much every single person that, that ever worked for the ONA show. I did that. I did that. I'm not, I'm not begging for money on Facebook. I turn this on almost every day. And uh, I, most days, some days I make $100. Uh, but usually it's between 30 and 50, 30 and $60 every time I turn this on. If I was making uh, $500 a week, which I, I don't, do the math. That's like less than 30000 a year. But it's enough money to keep me motivated to keep turning this on. But I'm not begging anybody to do that. I'm not begging. It's amazing what people uh, that don't like you, uh, you know, what they will run with. They see that I get excited because someone threw me a Bitcoin or $10. And then next thing you know, I'm begging for money. On I'm not begging. Honestly, there's no way I could cover my nut by uh, getting people uh, to donate money when I live stream. But it's nice to get a few bucks. It's exciting. It's fun. The fact is I haven't made money in, in, uh, in four years, if you need to know. Because I know people were trying to figure that out. But I, I saved wisely. I, uh, I got into some real estate action. So, but, you know, I, but with that said, I, I still need to make some money to pay down some of these bills. <laughs> I, I, I told myself I wouldn't go there today, but that one's really funny, man. I, read the comments for yourself. I'm just not going there uh, my, my, myself. So Trevor Lawrence is trying to look like Opie. Who's Trevor? Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, my God. Trevor Lawrence to check out my live stream to see what he's going to look like in 25 years. Oh, it wasn't Bitcoin? It's Euro? Fuck. Thought I, I got my first fucking uh, uh, Bitcoin. God, I got a Euro. I thought I was into the Bitcoin world finally. That sucks. Dude, I don't even know what a crypto wallet is. And I got to be honest with you. I, I've been reading up on NFTs and Bitcoin and crypto wallets and i'm like well how do you take a bitcoin and throw it into your bank account that's all i want to know do you have to get the crypto wallet to do that fuck these young kids are going to shut us older people out they're going to have a whole new way of doing things that we're going to be lost download coinbase I, I, what is coinbase is that my crypto wallet for my bitcoin although i found out it was just a euro Hey, Opie, funniest comedian you worked with? Paul Bond. <laughs> that one was just for me. I'm sorry. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>